Hi, everybody. Brian Sussman here. Hidden headlines, right thinking from the left coast, faith, family, freedom. This is an update to the podcast that I previously posted in this particular space. It's episode number 47. Why am I doing an update? Uh, Because we have new information and because I've never seen anything quite like this. The media collusion that's going on to prevent you from knowing the name of the whistleblower, the Democrats whistleblower, the leaker, the traitor, the traitor. The cover up here is just incredible. So yesterday I posted this particular podcast. I'm completely blowing it out and starting all over again because I have some updated information and it has to do with Facebook. I took some of the salient points from this podcast and repurposed them on Facebook. Bullet points. Telling us who this whistleblower is. I even used a photograph of the whistleblower. Listen, the photograph's not hard to find. His name's not hard to find. But the establishment media is doing their damnedest to prevent the truth from coming out. Now, this is amazing to me. I've spent a lifetime in media. I went to the University of Missouri. At the time, arguably, the best journalism school in the world. I've worked with some tremendous professionals over the years, both in my television career and in my radio career. By the way, my first job out of college at the University of Missouri was managing a television newsroom. Sure, I was over my head. I was a young kid, but I was was dedicated to the cause of journalism. And it was just a matter of time before I started to see how slimy some people are and how they have their agendas. And that's when I backed out of TV news and got into specialty environmental reporting and meteorology. And went back to school to earn those credentials. And then, of course, talk radio came by accident on 9-11-2001. But I've been here behind the microphone and talk radio ever since. Now, some of you also know I'm taking a leave of absence from my post at KSFO uh, right now. Uh, That is a long story in and of itself. But that particular, the situation that I'm enduring right now, medically speaking, doesn't allow me to do a live broadcast (laughs) whereby preparation begins at three in the morning. So here I am on tape for this podcast. I posted these the, the, the bullet point dossier of the whistleblower. By the way, his name is Eric Charamella. He's 33. He's a Yale grad. He's a registered Democrat. I posted this on Facebook, complete with this photograph, and I, I did this last night. Woke up this morning, wanted to see what the responses have been. My post was wiped out. I thought, well, maybe maybe I made a mistake. I'll repost. An hour later, my post has disappeared. I tried it a third time. And again, my post disappeared. Now I started hearing from people because I mentioned on Facebook, apparently Facebook doesn't want me to use this guy's name or, or identity, his, his image. Because... Either it's a real person at Facebook, and by the way, I know they keep track of me because they're right here in the San Francisco Bay Area where I've been broadcasting and been an irritant to so many liberals for so long. So 
I mean, the, the Facebook thing in and of itself is just weird. Think about this. I've hosted for many, many years the number one talk show in the San Francisco Bay Area. We have the largest online audience of any local radio show, a radio talk show in America. Not syndicated, but local radio show. And when you look at the amount of followers I have on Facebook, you're thinking, what? That's all? Are you kidding me? This is weird. So I've always believed, and there have been people behind the scenes at Facebook who listen to the program who have confirmed that they've been able to do things to limit my reach on Facebook. Well, in this particular case, they just wiped out my posts. And there were some people who responded when I mentioned this saying, yeah, I tried to share your post and suddenly I noticed that I couldn't share it and the post was gone. So what I did is I went back to Facebook and just had a little fun. And instead of calling him Eric Caramella, which is his name, I called him Schmerick Schmaramella. And I didn't use his identity, his, his image. As of right now, that post is still, still out there. But let me begin this edition of Hidden Headlines with this guy's dossier. This is the dossier posted at Facebook. This is the dossier that's up at my website, briansussman.com. By the way, on Facebook, it's Brian Sussman Show. The whistleblower is Eric Caramella, 33, Yale grad, Yale grad registered Democrat. He worked, obviously, a very bright guy. Worked as a CIA analyst. He's fluent in Russian and Ukraine. He did this during the Obama regime. Allow me to take a, a sip of coffee, if you will. In 2015, he was transferred by John Brennan, CIA director. John Brennan, who began the Russia collusion narrative when Trump was elected. That John Brennan. In 2015, he was transferred by John Brennan to work for Susan Rice, Obama's national security advisor. His new job with Susan Rice included working as Joe Biden's point man on Ukraine issues. And of course, Joe Biden's son had a little business interest in Ukraine, didn't he? He was on the gigantic board of an uh, he was on the board of a gigantic Ukrainian energy company. Despite no experience in that particular field, pretty sweet deal, huh? Oh, but no, nothing there. No quid pro quo there. In 2016, before the election of Donald Trump, Charamella invited Democrat National Committee operative Alexandra Chalupa, the great Chalupa, she's a Ukrainian, who was trying to dig up dirt on the Trump campaign during the 2016 election. So he invites her over. She's trying to dig up dirt on Trump. He's trying to dig up dirt on Trump to the White House. After the election, by the way, Charamella, just like many liberals who didn't like Trump, he was a holdover into the Trump White House. He was working uh, in the Obama White House on the national security team. But he was booted in May of 2017 because people on the Trump staff suspected him leaking to the press. So again, he's working in the Trump White House, booted from the Trump White House in May of 2017 for suspected leaking to the press. He then returned to the CIA. I don't know what he does presently at the CIA, but he still works for the government. Let me continue. Charamella's attorney is Mark Zaid. 
Mark Zade is a very interesting operative. In a mysterious July 2017 tweet, which was, by the way, a reply to a Trump comment on Twitter, Zade said, quote, it's very scary. We will get rid of him. And this country is strong enough to survive even him and his supporters. We have to. So that was July 2017. Most bizarre is a post just 10 days after Trump is inaugurated. Now, this is what this was in response to Trump's appointment of Dana Bonte. Dana Bonte was the acting attorney general. And by the way, Dana Bonte is also the guy who recommended Jeff Sessions recuse himself from the collusion investigation. Isn't that interesting? So again, Trump has now appointed Dana Bonte to become the acting attorney general. This is 10 days after the inauguration. He does this on Twitter. And Zaid says in this tweet, again, in response to Trump's announcement of the appointment of Dana Bonte, hashtag coup has started. So he's saying the coup has started. As one falls, two more will take their place. I don't know exactly what that means, but I do know that these next two hashtags are interesting. Hashtag rebellion, hashtag impeachment. This is Cheramelli's attorney, Mark Zaid. By the way, the establishment media... Eric Cheramella, my friends, is a well-placed actor in a diabolical, tightly scripted plot designed to impeach Donald Trump. They want him out because Trump is anything but establishment. Trump is probably one of those guys, and and maybe you know people like this. Maybe you're one of these, this type of an individual. You're just a regular guy, regular gal. And somebody tells you about what's going on in government, government policy, government bureaucracy. And now listen, folks, those those of you who know me in real life, know that I, I'm, I'm not a cusser, okay? I just, I don't talk like that. But I'm about to, to make a point. Because, because I think the point has to be made in the way real people speak oftentimes. So let's just say you heard about some cockamamie government policy that speaks to bureaucracy and a lack of thought. And, and it really harms people in a stupid sort of way. And, and you hear this and you go, that's bullshit. Are you kidding me? You know, if I were in the government, I would make sure nothing like that ever happens again. It's bullshit, right? You, you would say that. You, you know people who would talk that way. I, I think that's, that's Donald Trump. He's been watching things go down in the federal government his entire life. And, and he's one of these guys who says that's bullshit. And guess what? Now he's president. So there is that big bowl full of that bull bleep and he's flushing it. And the establishment can't stand it because there are so many strings tied to that bull bleep. So much opportunity with the bull bleep. So many ways in which to enrich your fortunes through the bull bleep. And then there's the absolute power. They crave the power. Being able to manipulate lives and have control over lives. Just like this Facebook garbage. Facebook? What, 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 where's freedom of speech? I post something that's you look hard enough, it's all over the internet. I was just boiling it down into some nice little bullet points. 
and they keep me from doing that? Was it a real person behind the scenes at Facebook or was it, was it some kind of program that just saw the words Eric Charamella? Whoops, we're not doing that. Cut him off. In either case, that is censorship. In either case, that's Soviet Union type stuff. That's what they do in China. That's what they do in the Muslim countries. Censorship. Can't say this or else. In this particular case, the or else was, we're not going to share your post. Why is the media resisting naming this whistleblower? That's the big question. And, And that includes, as of today, Fox News. Fox News. Now, there have been some online... uh, There have been some online outfits that have done a great job. Real Clear Investigations has just done a bang-up job. But again, we need to know this guy's name. If you think back Monday night of this week, I'm reposting this now on Friday. This is Friday, November 8th. On Monday, Trump had a rally in Kentucky. Senator Rand Paul. Listen, Rand Paul. If there ever was a whistleblower, it's Rand Paul. Rand Paul used to drive the Republicans and has driven the Republicans crazy over the years because this guy, he's not on anybody's um, anybody's pay, payroll other than the, the federal taxpayer. Him and his dad, two sticks in the mud when it comes to doing things right. And Rand Paul has been on my radio program many, many times over the years. Rand Paul demanded that the news media disclose this guy's name. He did it Monday during this rally in Kentucky. He said, do your job and print his name. Why can't they print his name? It's, you you want bull bleep. They're saying, well, it's just, we, we need, we need to do this. This is part of the policy. Some will even start to argue. This would be against the law for us. No, you're the press. You can do whatever you want. Even the wall street journal, although the wall street journal's editorial page is certainly conservative. Fox News, they've got some pretty decent conservative people on the air. They declined to explain why, as of today, why they haven't given the whistleblower's name. The silence, my friends, has been absolutely devastating. Now let's go to the real clear investigations piece by Paul Sperry. This is really, really good. And uh, Paul Sperry is a tremendous investigative journalist has been for many, many years. And he works in D.C., a town that leaks like a sieve. Isn't this amazing? The leakiest place in North America has done an astonishingly effective job of keeping from the American public the name of the anonymous whistleblower who triggered impeachment proceedings against the President of the United States. Everybody in D.C. knows who this guy is. is. I'll take another sip of coffee. Eric Charamella. Eric Charamella. Fearing that their anonymous witness could be exposed, what have the Democrats done? They blocked Republicans from asking more questions about this guy. They've redacted his name from deposition transcripts. Now, as I told you, this guy previously worked with former Vice President Joe Biden and the former CIA director, John Brennan. Brennan, a vocal critic of Trump, helped initiate the Russian collusion investigation. 
This guy's back in the CIA headquarters. He was a holdover to the Trump administration. But back in May 2017, when he was booted from the Obama from the Trump administration, uh, they thought he was a leaker. They thought he was a leaker. And it's amazing, isn't it? Because the mainstream media, they're aware of this guy's name. Yet a hush has swept across the Potomac. This is the swamp. This is the corrupt and biased media doing their thing, showing you who their allegiance is to and who it is not to. So Cheramella, he was a CIA, CIA officer specializing in Russia and Ukraine, spoke the languages apparently, worked for Joe Biden in 2015 and 2016 when Joe Biden was President Obama's point man for Ukraine. Ukraine, where Joe Biden's son has made a lot of money in the fossil fuel business. So in May 2017, Charmella, according to Paul Sperry, went, quote, outside of his chain of command. Outside his chain of command is actually a quote from a former National Security Council co-worker. It was in an email alerting an, another agency that Trump was going to hold a meeting with Russia diplomats in the Oval Office the day after firing Comey. The email also noted that Russian President Vladimir Putin had phoned the president a week earlier. So it was Charamella who took these meetings and these phone calls and put together a fraud, a hoax. It was that Putin-fired-Comey narrative. Charamella argued that President Putin suggested that Donald Trump fire Comey. And in the days after Comey's firing, the presidential, or I should say this presidential action was used to further political and media calls for a special counsel to investigate Russia collusion. So this Charamella takes a few little bits of truth and concocts a story whereby Donald Trump has colluded with the Russians. Now, in the end, if you'll remember, of course you do, Special Counsel Mueller found no conspiracy between Trump and Putin. And by the way, Charmella's email, the one that I just mentioned, was cited in a footnote in the report, and Charmella's name was mentioned. So now we fast forward a little bit, and we find Charmella leaving the Trump White House, but now he becomes the whistleblower. And in his official complaint about Trump and Ukraine and the quid pro quo, he charges that the president of the United States used the power of his office to solicit interference from a foreign country in the 2020 U.S. election. Specifically, he cites a July 25th phone call from the White House residence in which Trump asked Ukraine's new president to help investigate the origins of the Russia collusion investigation that the Obama administration initiated against his campaign. Now, can somebody please tell me what was wrong with that? I think that's, that's a fair question and a fair request. Later in the conversation, according to the whistleblower complaint, Trump also requested information about Biden and his son. Again, reading from the complaint, 
since, quote, Biden went around bragging that he had fired the chief Ukrainian prosecutor at the time who gave Biden's son a lucrative seat on the board of his energy conglomerate. That's the quid pro quo. So again, here's Trump simply requesting information about Biden and his son because it it did look, that does look suspicious. Okay, how does this guy's son get on the board of this energy company? Could you guys just look into that for me? But in terms of a quid pro quo, don't see one. Do not see one. By the way, just, just one thing on quid pro quo. Uh, the, 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 the left, the liberals, the media, they're making quid pro quo sound to be something evil. When in fact, it's a part of daily life for all of us. Quid pro quo. I'm going to do something for you. What can you do for me? I'll scratch my. I'll scratch your back. You scratch mine. Have you ever negotiated a price for anything? Negotiated a price for that item that you're about to buy on Craigslist. When you're about to buy a car. When you're buy, about to buy a house. There are quid pro quos. Sure, I'll pay full price, but hey, you got to give me the wheel upgrade and I want the clear coat on a new car. Well, listen, for this particular price, I want you to redo the roof. Whatever the case may be. That's quid pro in a, in a, in a romance, a romantic relationship. Yes, I will marry you. Yes, will you marry me? In exchange for you saying yes, I will lay down my life for you. Quid pro quo. So that's where we are. But let, let me continue with a few more little facts here. Because it's just amazing how the media is not prov- providing you with any of this. Eric Caramella, he has lawyered up now, as he should. His lawyer is named Mark Zaid. Mark Zaid is the whistleblower's attorney. This, to me, implies hmm, proofs that there has been a plot in the works from the get-go of the Trump administration to take Trump out by way of impeachment. Let me start with one tweet. This is actually from 2017. 2017. July 1st, 2017. We will get rid of him. And this country is strong enough to survive even him and his supporters. We have to. So in other words, we will get rid of him. We have to. That's one tweet. Here's another one from that same month, July 2017. I predict CNN will play a role in at real Donald Trump not finishing out his full term as president. It's interesting because Zaid has appeared as a guest on CNN at least 11 times since the start of 2017. Now, what's interesting about the start of 17 is another tweet. This is 10 days after the inauguration of Donald Trump. This is in response to Donald Trump's statement on the appointment of Dana Bonte as the acting attorney general. Hashtag coup has started. As one falls, two more will take their place. Hashtag rebellion. Hashtag impeachment. By the way, Dana Bonte is currently FBI chief legal counsel. 
Dana Bonte was appointed as the acting attorney general, but didn't continue in that capacity. Many are saying he's a dirty cop. This is the guy who's part of the swamp. This is a guy who was there when Jeff Sessions was encouraged to recuse himself from Trump-Russia collusion. So again, I think we need to watch this man very, very, very carefully. Another person to watch is, of course, CNN, because Zaid said CNN would be a part and parcel of Trump's impeachment. Who is at the top of CNN? It's Jeff Zucker. Jeff, I don't know, I don't know what the bad blood is between Zucker and Donald Trump, but there clearly is bad blood. These guys have known each other for decades. Zucker worked his way up through the ranks of NBC as a researcher all the way to president of the network. And he was the guy who greenlighted Trump's big show, The Apprentice. Now, I don't know what happened after that, but there's bad blood between these two. And certainly it would appear as if CNN has, since the day Trump was elected, has had a, a 24-7 a goal of all against Trump all the time. That is CNN. So where are we going with this? Let me just reiterate what I said at the start of all of this. The whistleblower's Eric Cheramella, 33, Yale grad, registered Democrat, worked as a CIA analyst, fluent in Russian and Ukraine. During the Obama administration, he worked in that realm. He was transferred from the CIA by John Brannan to work for Susan Rice in Obama's National Security Council. Cheramella's job there included working as Joe Biden's point man on Ukraine issues. Of course, we know that Joe Biden's son scored a lot of dough on the board of that Ukrainian energy company. In 2016, before the election, Cheramella invited the Democrat National Committee operative Alexandra Chalupa a Ukrainian who was trying to dig up dirt on the campaign, to the White House. After the election, Charmella continues in the White House, but is booted in May of 2017 for being a suspected leaker, goes back to the CIA. Boy, that just gives me confidence about our government, knowing that suspected leakers are working in the CIA. This, this again, is the swamp. This is where a guy like Trump would say, bull bleep. People like, if, if this was in the, the job, the, on the job that you work for, if you had somebody that was essentially a traitor, they'd be sh- they would go into that little HR office where there's a side door leading to the parking lot that nobody knew existed, right? That's what would happen. But in government, well, just go back to your old assignment, it's fine. It frightens me to know there are people like this working in our federal government. Cheramella's attorney, Mark Zaid. Mark Zaid, it's very scary. We will get rid of him. We have to. Mark Zaid, the coup has begun. As one falls, two more will take their place. Hashtag rebellion. Hashtag impeachment. Folks, Eric Charamella is a well-placed actor in a diabolical, tightly scripted plot designed to impeach this president, and we must stand firm. And we must pray. And we must do everything in our grip to make sure that the truth is proclaimed, including telling someone about this podcast. Listen, I don't make a dime off these podcasts. They're very enjoyable for me. 
And I just want to get the word out. So if I can do anything to help in the cause of truth, in the cause of freedom, faith, freedom, family, hidden headlines, Brian Sussman, right thinking from the left coast. Thanks for joining me, my friends. I really appreciate your time. And now I will hang up on myself.